Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson, host of the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. Did you know that on the Rising Above app and on our website that we have a prayer wall? Now, the prayer wall is a place where you can go and share any prayer need that you may have for you or your family. And all throughout the week, we have people who go to the app and go to our website and read those prayer requests and pray for the prayer needs for our families. It is just a great way for us to all be encouraging each other. You know, I have shared several prayer needs that I've had for me and for my son and for our family over the past several months on the prayer wall. And it is always so encouraging to know that there are other people who are going to the prayer wall and who are seeing my prayer need and who are lifting up my family. We would love nothing more than to lift your family up and pray for the needs that you have. So if you have not checked it out, please do so. We would love to lift you up and just to remind you that you are not alone on this special needs journey. Now you can download the Rising Above app through the App Store or through Google Play. So be sure to check that out. Now, my guest today on this week's podcast is Jen Sainlin. Jen is the mom of two boys who both have special needs. She is the author of Embracing This Life, Learning to Flourish as a Mother of a Child with Special Needs. And she writes about faith, about praying scripture, and about special needs parenting on her website, Embracing Life. Now, here's my conversation that I had with Jen Sainlin. Hey, Jen, thank you so much for joining me today for the Rising Above podcast. I'm so glad to have this opportunity to learn more about you and your family. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. So this is the first time you and I have ever had a conversation that we've ever met. And so I would love for you to just take a few minutes and let us know a little bit about your family. Okay. Um, so I have two boys. Uh, my older son, when he was born, we knew he had a hearing loss. Um, and so we did a lot, you know, we wore hearing aid and all that. And then as he was growing, we realized he wasn't hitting a lot of his milestones. So we started physical therapy and doing evaluations. And then we realized he wasn't babbling or talking. So we added speech therapy to the mix. And then that was around the time I had my second son. And we moved to a new state and started all new therapies. And then um, within a few months of us moving there, my older son got a diagnosis of apraxia, which is a, a speech disorder. And uh, my younger son also started uh, we started seeing a lot of issues with um, sensory processing disorder. Mm-hmm. And um, so he started occupational therapy. So I had two kids and, mm-hmm. and therapies. And then before long, my younger son would get an autism diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So. So my, my early like parenthood from the very beginning included special needs special for needs. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I mean, anytime you get a diagnosis, it's hard, but I can, you know, I can only imagine having two children mm-hmm. dealing with issues around the same time and trying to process through all of that. So what was that like for you as a young mom? How did you handle that emotionally? How did you handle that? Just juggling all of those things that were going on. How, what did life look like for you back in those early days? Um, at first it was okay. Cause I was like, okay, it's just a hearing loss. We can handle that. But then as more and more diagnoses piled on, I started to have a lot of questions in my faith 
you know, like, God, why would you do this? Why mm-hmm. aren't you healing my son? Um, and then when my second son started getting diagnoses too, then that's when I got mad. I was mad at God for yeah. a while. Like, why would you do this to mm-hmm. me? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I struggled a lot with anxiety and then I started struggling with depression and it was like my whole life just revolved around my kids and their therapies. And I was just like, God, where are you in this? Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard. It was really hard. And like I said, we moved around a lot too. So it was, you know, having to find new therapists and finding a new community. It was very isolating journey. Yeah. I remember those early days so well. And I don't think people can truly grasp and understand unless you live this life, um, how truly isolating it can feel Mm -hmm. when, uh, you know, you have these dreams and visions of what you think your life is going to look like. And then, you know, when those things are not happening and you're doing therapy instead of play dates and you're going to doctor's visits instead of going to the park or other things, how that um, just, you have to grieve that and process through all that. And those feelings of being angry and Mm -hmm. um, even angry at God, like you said, go right along with those early years. Now I went to your website and I read about a pivotal moment that you had early on. And I would love for you to share what that was for you. Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, my, my boys were four and two when one day my husband's like, Hey, let's go for a weekend, like a week away to the beach, have a family vacation. And at first I was like, uh, with all of our kids needs, that's going to be crazy hard. And, but I knew we needed that time away. So we went and we actually had a really good time for just, it was beautiful time to just get away and enjoy our time as a family. And then the night before we were supposed to go back, like the thought of going back to our life with all the therapies and, and just, you know, all that hard stuff. Like I had, I had a panic attack. I mm. couldn't breathe. I was crying. Wow. I was so upset. And my husband's like, why don't you go out to the beach and just spend some time alone with God and I'll take care of the kids. And so I went out on the beach and I was just like sobbing and I was like, God, where are you in this? Like, I need you so bad right now. And I felt like God had been silent for so long in my life. And then all of a sudden he whispered one word and it was embrace. And I knew it had to be from God because it's like, what is there to embrace right now? All right. of this is really hard. Um, but God just started showing me thing after thing in my life that I needed to embrace. And it just totally changed everything for me. I realized I'd been resisting and angry about so many things and I wasn't enjoying my kids or I wasn't trusting mm-hmm. God and I needed to be embracing those different areas. And I was going to say, what were some of those things that he pointed out to you that was like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I need, what you, what did it mean to you in that moment mm-hmm. when you heard that word embrace, you know, how did, yeah. that, what did that look like? Well, first it was, I realized I needed to just trust God, to surrender to God, even though I wasn't, you know, this journey was so hard and I didn't want to be part of it, that God had a plan and a purpose mm-hmm. for me and that, and I needed to embrace that, which was hard to, you know, to let go and surrender to that. And then the next thing I felt like he was saying was that I needed to embrace my children, which like shocked me because I'm like, everything I do is for my children. 
But what I realized is I was so focused on their diagnoses and their therapies and how can I help them and what supplements to try that I wasn't focusing on their hearts Mm -hmm. and how God uniquely created them and crafted them. And so that was transforming as well. And then the third thing that I really felt he was telling me about was that I needed to embrace my husband because we just, we were, we were arguing a lot and just really stressed and kind Mm -hmm. of going through the special needs parenting journey separately instead of together. So, Yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. And that's very common because, you know, we, as moms get in there and we're uh, getting researching and doing all these things and it's, and dads, you know, it's, it's, they come at it completely differently. And so Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's great. And, you know, I read on your site that you talked about to not only embrace your life, but to cherish it. And so what did that mean to you when you said, when you look at not only embracing it, but cherishing it? Um, To me, that meant like, you know, like we're promised, you know, God, or Jesus said that he came to give us life to the full. And so I thought that that meant that life would be like, you know, awesome and like this big pivotal moment in our lives. But what I realized was that every moment is full of good things. We just have to choose to focus on those things to see the wonder and and the joy that our kids have or in something in nature, um, just to really cherish and enjoy what is part of our lives that God has given us and blessed us with. Yeah. You know, I, I know you talked about, um, about being angry with God and questioning God and questioning your faith. I think all of us kind of deal with that at some point on this journey, just kind of that. I I had a moment when my husband was so sick and so close to death, just crying out to God going, you know, where are you? Mm -hmm. Um, Because you seem so far away. And um, do you find with other moms and parents that you talk to that other parents also deal with with the questioning and and what do you say to them when they are, you know, I think a lot of times we feel guilty for questioning. Um, What have you, what have you found to, to share with other parents? I have found that there's nothing wrong with questioning God. Like if you look throughout scripture, our favorite Bible characters have all asked God questions. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. But what I realized is I was asking God, questions in a demanding way, like to give me, give me what I want. Like, why are you not giving me what I want? And so what I've learned to do is to change it from a demanding, like, why are you doing this to me? Or where are you to a more surrendered? Like, what are you trying to teach me Mm, in this moment? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like he answers those questions. He doesn't answer the why, at least not right away, but he'll answer the, what what am I trying to teach you Mm. right now? Mm-hmm. Did you have a moment? Is there, is there a story you can look back to, to when you did that, you kind of shifted that mentality of going from demanding to um, more of a surrender? Yeah. Um, ironically, it was around Christmas time. So I was reading the story of Mary being told that she was going to be the mother mm-hmm. of Jesus. And I was like, well, she was about to receive a very special child herself. And she wasn't 
you know, asking all these like questions, why me or what's it going to be like? Or she was just like, okay, like, let it be done to me as your will. Um, and so I have, I have a heart to be more like her, which it doesn't come naturally to me at all. I want to figure everything out and Google mm-hmm. everything and understand it all. But I want to have a heart more like her, which is like, okay, let it be done to me as you will. I want to learn mm-hmm. what you have to teach me in this journey. So I learned a lot from the mother of Jesus. Watching. I really have a lot of questions for her. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can't wait to have a conversation with you in heaven. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and then you talked about um, the power of praying scripture mm-hmm. as a special needs parent. Um, I find that as well, something very important to have those verses, you know, deep down in your heart. So when those moments come, you can recall them and be reminded of God's promises. And so that's something that you do in your life. What does that look like for you? Well, it started because I, I was praying so much for all these different things. And then I wasn't seeing God answer my prayers. And, um, then one day at church with a small group that I told, I confessed to them, like, I'm struggling a lot with anxiety. I, I would love for you to pray for me with the, you know, about my anxiety and all the ladies like dropped what, you know, their Bible study materials and they gathered around me and they each prayed for me. And what I noticed is that every single one of them included a scripture in their prayers. Like I recognized it because I knew enough of scriptures to recognize it, but I felt the power of their prayers and their scripture. And I realized I wasn't doing that myself Mm. in my own life. So then I started being intentional about when I'm reading the Bible, you know, um, to then pray those verses afterwards, make it Mm -hmm. applicable to my life and what's going on in my life and the people I care about. Um, Or if there's just like for like for a long time, I was thinking about I was praying for my kid's speech, but then I started looking up scriptures that have to do with speech Mm -hmm. and I would pray those for my children. Um, And so that helped me get focused in my prayers, but also be more surrendered to God's will. Like this is God's own word. And so, you know, I'm aligning my heart with God's heart in my prayers rather than just praying for what I want. Mm. And do you, is there a verse in particular that when you look at your family, that's kind of like your family verse, Mm. you know, there's a few for my family that, that are like our go-to verses. Is there some, is there a verse or two that have been just like really meaningful to you as a special needs mom? Well, I have two scriptures that I pray a lot for my children. And one is about them growing in wisdom and stature and in favor of God and, and men. Like um, with the verse I was I'm blinking on the reference, but it was about Jesus growing mm-hmm. in wisdom and stature right. in favor of God and man. Um, and then there's a verse in um, Proverbs or maybe it's Psalm. I, for some reason, I can't remember the reference, but anyway, it's, um, it says a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. And because both of my kids struggle with speech, we do a lot of speech therapy. I pray for them to have those sweet apples of gold. Um, and that, you know, we celebrate those sweet apples of gold when they say any word. So that's just something I like to, to pray for them from scripture. Mm-hmm. That's great. And so, you know, the, the beautiful thing is there's a verse for anything that we're going, we could possibly mm-hmm. face. And so, um, you know, I, on my son's door right now in his room, when, when all the COVID stuff hit and all that fear was coming in, I printed all these scriptures and they, you know, they're on the door in his room just to remind us 
of God's word and his truth. And, um, it's just, mm-hmm. it does bring this, uh, this peace that passes all understanding, you know, that, that you're not going to get from the news and you're not going to get anywhere <laughs> else. It's only, only yes. from the, the word of God, you know, as a special needs parent, there are so many things that, um, we can be so hard on ourselves and we can have so many expectations that we put on ourselves. And do you find that something, especially with having two boys, you know, you're dealing with um, different situations with them and therapies and school and whatnot. Uh, do you find you you being hard on yourself or do you offer yourself grace in those moments? <laughs> That's hard. Um, I, I think we all have like these lies that we tell ourselves or that we hear a lot. And for me, it was that I wasn't doing enough or that I wasn't good enough in certain areas. And I would think about, oh, we should be doing more of this therapy or I should be more patient or more kind or like all this, how I could be better. Um, and I remember a pivotal moment for me in that is that one day I was having a really rough time with my kids and I was yelling a lot more than I wanted to, you know. I don't want to ever be yelling, but it was just, I was just having a bad day. Um, and so I told the kids like, go watch a movie. I just need to be alone. And then, um, my older son came and he brought me a sticker that had a gold star on it. It said number one, Wow! <laughs> he handed it yeah. to me and he was like, you mommy. And I was like, like he meant that I was like oh, number one. Right, right. And like, I just started crying. Like, here's my child telling me like, yeah, that, I was putting all this pressure on myself Mm -hmm. and feeling like I was failing my kids and my kids didn't see me that way. Mm -hmm. Like I was their safe place and their advocate and, you know, the one that provided them the snacks that they needed. And so I needed to, to see myself that way too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so hard, um, especially in those early years. I I remember I would, I used to be a, a school teacher and you know, I would write lesson plans. You know, that's what we, what I did. I was good at that. I liked writing Mm -hmm. lesson plans. And so it was like, okay, I'm going to write lesson plans for my son. Um, And and our whole day was mapped out. And there was, there was so many, I put so much pressure on myself. You know, there were therapists in and out all the time of our home. And, and it's so, um, I think it is so easy to get in that place of feeling like we are not enough. And, uh, but when we can, look back and go, you know what? My kids know they're loved. My kids are cared for. Um, and we're going to do those things we've got to do, but to, to back away and just go first and foremost, I am mom. I am not therapist. I am not doctor. I am mom. And I, don't, I, you know, I think it's so easy to get sidetracked, especially in those early years mm-hmm. with all that's got to be done. Yeah. And, and there, there's also this letting go of what we thought motherhood would mm-hmm. look like. Um, that we have to give ourselves grace in that area to, to be like, I'm not the mother that I ever planned on being, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm the mother that my kids need. And that's, that's enough. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now you've got two boys Mm -hmm. with differing abilities and different things that you're dealing with. And, you know, I think one of the struggles that so many parents have is looking at our kids, especially again, in those early years looking at our kids and comparing them to other people's kids. I, I have, um, my, when my son was born, my sister had a baby like 13 days after I gave birth to my son. So their whole life, you know, you've 
just been a natural comparison between my son and his cousin. And so, you know, how, what have you done along the years to help with that? I'm sure that there have been moments that you've gotten caught in that comparison trap. And what do you do when those things happen? Yeah, the comparison's hard. I mean, we're just kind of wired to see what other people are doing and then figure out how we fit in there. And we right. do that with our kids too. Um, there's two perspectives that helped me. And one of them was going back to a time on the beach where I was reminded to focus on my kids' hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that verse in First Samuel about um, man looks at outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And so when I focus on, when I find myself focusing on their behaviors and how far behind they are milestone wise behind their peers, I'm like, okay, you need to stop focusing on outward appearance and focus on their hearts. And so then I become more intentional about like, oh, well, you like building things. Let's go play with Legos and have fun and just let me just enjoy my children for who they are rather than for where I feel like they Mm -hmm. should be (laughs) in comparison to other children. Um, the other thing was that one day I had been left a play date and I was crying because I saw how far behind my kids were from even kids significantly younger than them. So I was just crying and I decided to go for a walk around the neighborhood. And I just, I was just mad that my kids were struggling so hard mm-hmm. to do what all these other kids were doing effortlessly. And so I was walking around the neighborhood and then I saw this flower growing through a crack in the sidewalk. And at first I was like really sad for that flower because the garden like two feet away had all the other flowers, right? right? And I was like, that's like my kids. My kids are in this crack Mm. in the sidewalk and there's a garden over there. Mm. But then I really feel like it was God who like showed me my perspective was wrong and that that flower was doing exactly what it was created to do. Mm-hmm. even though it was in a really hard circumstance, like even though it was in a harder place to grow, it still was growing. It still was blooming. It still yeah. was beautiful. And when I think about, I started thinking about my kids that way, like, yeah, they're, they may be way behind other kids and they're not in the garden. I imagine them being in, but they're still blooming and mm-hmm. they're still, you know, they're still persevering. They work hard to do what other kids do naturally. So um, that perspective really helped me. Yeah. And I think, you know, I love what I love about that. That's, it's a beautiful story, but that you saw that, you know, I think so, so often there's things that happen and it's like, you could have looked at that and been like, you know, like you originally did it's the, here's this flower that's not over with all the other flowers it's by itself, but the reality is it's right where it's supposed to be. And it's blooming mm-hmm. even where it is. And I think so often it's so easy to get focused on the hard of this life and to only see the negatives of this life. But when we can truly shift that perspective and Mm -hmm. see that God created our children beautifully, just the way that they are, then we can have that joy and that peace and enjoy our children Mm -hmm. where if we're always longing for this life that we were never intended to have, then we're going to be miserable, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did bring a lot of joy back into motherhood, like focusing on what they are gifted at. Mm-hmm. Like we, they all have gifts and passions and it's our job to help steward those things. Yeah. And when you get to in, like enjoy those things with them, it gives you joy. Yeah. Yeah. So you wrote a book. I wrote did. A book, and mm-hmm. tell us about your book and some of the lessons that you share in your book. 
Um, so the book starts out with that story of learning to embrace. <laughs> and so each chapter goes through different things that we need to learn to embrace in this special needs parenting journey. Um, so yeah, there's a chapter about embracing God, embracing your husband, embracing your children, embracing yourself. <laughs> and so I was writing this book called Embracing the Special Life. And, and I thought I was almost done, but it, I knew something was missing. And then it took me a while to realize that it was like, we can't just keep embracing all the stuff to us. Like, that's not what we're meant to do. We also have to let go of things that we're not meant to hold on to. Mm -hmm. So then I started writing chapters about releasing things, you know, releasing those expectations and dreams we had, um, releasing all the pressures we put on ourselves, releasing the control we want to have. Um, and so the book just goes through all these different things we need to embrace and release so that we can flourish in this special needs parenting journey. Mm -hmm. And have you heard from other parents who have read your book where and just hit some of the stories they've shared with you about embracing and releasing and how it's helped them on their journey? Yeah, I have. Um, in fact, I have a uh, Facebook group called Embracing the Special Life, where there's a bunch of us special needs moms, just, you know, we pray for each other and share about things and they'll share their, you know, their takeaways from the book and how it has helped them in their journey yeah. too. Mm -hmm. That is great. That is great. Well, where can people find you if they want to find your book or find your website? Where can you be found? Uh, well, my book is on Amazon called Embracing the Special Life. And then my website, as you mentioned, um, is www.embracing.life. Um, I know it's weird because there's no .com, so just embracing.life. Hmm. And then um, on the website, I have, there's a lot of resources about special needs parenting, but I also have on there scriptures to pray for your children. Um, if people are looking for that or scriptures to pray for yourself as a special needs parent, um, those type of resources are all available there. And then I'm also on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, if you find Jen with two ends, embracing life, that's Perfect. where you'll find me. Mm -hmm. Well, we will be sure to include all of that in the show notes. And before we close out, do you have any, anything, you know, when you look back to those early days of young Jen going mm -hmm. through learning, what would you say to her now um, as you are further down the path? What words of encouragement would you give to her and to other young moms or dads who are just starting out on this journey? I would say that, first of all, to take the time you need to process and grief, um, that it's okay to be, to have a hard time. Um, and also, <laughs> I don't think I would have liked hearing this, but I needed to hear it was that what you're in is, is a marathon. The special needs parenting journey is a marathon. And like I said, I wouldn't have wanted to hear it, but I was in this like sprint mode, like, oh, I need to like do this therapy and this supplement. I do this and it'll just make everything better. Right. And so I was like stressing myself out so much that I wasn't enjoying my life or my kids or mm -hmm. anything like that. And so if I just was reminded to just slow down and take things one day at a time instead of like trying to fix everything. Right. Um, it's not like my kids are broken and they need to be fixed. Like I, like I needed that perspective of just slowing down and enjoying what I had in front of me. Yeah. To embrace. Yes, <laughs> to embrace. exactly. To embrace life so, and embrace and my cherish, kids. <laughs> and cherish our kids. So. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jen. I appreciate your time and uh, we, I've enjoyed getting to visit with you today. 
Yeah, thank you. That's great. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.